Thank you for listening to the Prevention Podcast brought to you by Casa Trinity. Hope begins here. In today's episode, we talk with prevention specialist Abby Watson. Abby shares information about the support she provides to schools, including running trauma groups and one-on-one sessions with teens who struggle with substance misuse. If you enjoy this episode, please rate and review and share it on social media. Let's spread the word and get these resources out into the community. So Abby, thanks so much for joining me on the Prevention Podcast. Um, If you don't mind just sort of introducing yourself and uh, talking a little bit about what you do with Casa Trinity. Sure. Um, Thank you for having me. My name is Abby Watson. I am a prevention specialist in the um, Spencer Vanetton School District in Tioga County um, through Casa Trinity. So I um, work at the primarily right now, the middle school and the high school in the school district a little bit in the elementary school so far. Um, but I work with students to um, do prevention education, to do um, one-on-one early interventions, to do group work, um, anything related to prevention and um, prevention education. I That's that's what I do. Um, we've talked about some of these programs and I'm learning a lot by, by hosting this podcast. Um, and I'm just loving the prevention work that CASA is doing. And it's really, um, seems focused on, uh, sort of confidence and meditation and healthy coping mechanisms. Um, and it's really interesting to see that at all stages in life and with the work that you do working, you know, with different age groups and things, um, how does that sort of play out as, uh, as someone does get older? Like what is the difference between the prevention programs for, you know, elementary school versus adolescents versus adults? Um, so a lot, it's really nice that the curriculum that we get to teach in schools, um, for the younger kids, it's called social perspectives. And for the older kids, it's called too good for drugs. And it gets a little bit more direct with the, um, prevention of, you know, drug and alcohol use. Mm -hmm. Um, for the younger kids, that curriculum is really good about, um, teaching like age appropriate coping skills, such as, you know, talking to somebody when you feel angry, um, you know, letting out your, your anger, your emotions in like a healthy physical way, like going for a run or playing a sport, um, or listening to music. Um, when you get a bit older, the curriculum, um, gets a little bit more direct with like different strategies, um, you know, related to peer pressure, um, related to not using drugs and alcohol, um, and those those healthy coping strategies and all of that stuff definitely plays a role, like from elementary school all the way through high school. Mm-hmm. But um, it's kind of just the language that we use, and um, you know, the the examples we can give to kids that are age appropriate. That's kind of how we frame it. So you know, for for a younger kid that might be, um, you know having problems at home, like feeling, you know, upset about their home situation or something like that. Um, we try to give them like age appropriate coping strategies. Like, do you like to draw? Do you like to listen to music? Do you like to just lay quietly? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and for for the older kids, it can be like, you know, do you have like, 
I don't know, like a coach or a teacher you can talk to? Do you have something, um, you know, that's available to you as like a teenager that, um, you know, you can do to kind of take the edge off, you know, in a healthy way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, and that's interesting that, you know, it does start to get more direct. Um, of course, as they're, as they're facing it more directly, it makes a lot of sense. Um, and, uh, can you talk a little bit about that too good for drugs program? Cause I know it does kind of move with the age group a little bit. Yeah. So like I was saying for the younger kids, um, this year I was able to teach the social perspectives curriculum to the fifth grade, uh, all of the fifth graders in the school, which again is that's kind of like a precursor to the too good for drugs. So it focuses more on like, like I was talking about the age appropriate, um, prevention strategies, like choosing healthy friendships, um, you know, making sure that you have a, a healthy adult you can, you can talk to when you're feeling upset for, um, the too good for drugs curriculum. So far I've, I'm all, I'm just about done teaching that to all of the seventh graders. And that is more direct with like education about, you know, anything from, um, addiction, mm-hmm. um, alcohol use, marijuana use, prescription drugs, over the counter drugs. Um, and it, it's teaching kids what those are, what, what that looks like, um, and the dangers of getting involved in that kind of stuff. So, um, the beginning of the curriculum, like before we kind of hit all those heavier topics like drugs, alcohol addiction, um, it's nice because it does, it touches on some healthy strategies like setting positive goals, or like I was saying, choosing healthy friendships. Um, and it kind of leads into, um, the heavier topics like drugs and alcohol Mm -hmm. and addiction, but it covers all of those bases of like, you know, just making sure kids are well-rounded in all aspects and, um, you know, basically like making good decisions and learning about this stuff, um, hopefully before they need to actually use it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, um, one of the, the programs, uh, that we talked about before we started recording here was this, um, uh, SSET or set, uh, supporting students exposed to trauma. Um, and uh, we know that, you know, students who have been, or anyone who's been exposed to trauma are probably at a higher risk of, um, unhealthy coping mechanisms. Um, and, uh, so, so I want, want to talk first just sort of broadly about that program um, and maybe getting into sort of how you identify the students or how they end up coming to you to seek the support services that you provide. Yeah. So I have two set groups right now. I have a boy set gr- group and a girl set group in the middle school. Um, and pretty much all of the students that were referred to this trauma support group um, we're referred by the other um, counselors in the school that work with these kids and know a bit about their trauma history, um, mm-hmm. the things they've been through. And they kind of said, you know, this kid would be a really good fit for this group. Um, this kid's been through this, this, and this. Uh, they would really benefit from having that peer support. So it was really kind of a team effort between me and, um, you know, the different mental health counselors in the middle school. Um, and I'm really lucky because the counselors in the middle school and I have a great relationship and they actually help me facilitate, um, those set groups. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in case the conversation does, um, require some extra support from like a, a clinical side, I've got the staff right there that are, um, happy to kind of help the kids as needed and follow up with them after the group as well. Um, if they seem like, you know, they might still be struggling with some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's worked out really well to have the counseling staff and myself facilitate the group. Um, and kind of get all of our input on things and just have extra, you know, as much support for the students as needed. Sure. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so you're saying that they, they would ultimately get referred and then come into this group, uh, coming to this group situation. Yeah. I had brought the idea of the set groups to the, the, the counseling team, um, at the school. And I said, do you guys have anybody that would be a good fit? And they said, yep. And they gave me a list of, they kind of collaborated, like, you know, we work with these kids here, they would be a really good fit. These kids here, this kid might need some extra support with this. So mm-hmm. we kind of as a group um, came up with a list, but really it was, and they picked like the perfect students for for the boys group and the girls group. Um, but it was just because they have known the kids a bit longer and understand, uh, they, they understand like what the kids have been through. So they ultimately referred students to be yeah. in the group and it, it worked out perfectly. That's great. And I imagine you're, you're working through some of the same, you know, healthy coping mechanisms and and things, but obviously you're talking about, you know, a a greater support structure. Um, and what are those conversations like with the students where you're reminding them maybe of some of the things that they learned in elementary school and, and probably talking about, Hey, this is the time to remember, you know, your, your support network, your social network and those kinds of things. Yeah. Like it's, it's really great to just the students in the group uh, and the groups definitely are benefiting from the peer support of the groups and having that extra adult support because um, truthfully, like they might not trust every adult in their Mm -hmm. life considering the things they've been through. So having, you know, the staff um, available for them to talk to in these groups um, definitely is really positive for them at just giving them those extra people, those extra resources um, that they can use if they're struggling. Um, And the conversations in the group are awesome because the kids kind of get to bounce ideas off of each other um, while learning about the curriculum of, of the set um, of how, like of the set group. (laughs) Um, So one of the main things we've touched on is, um, basically how your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions are all connected. And, you know, we've come up with our own examples. We've come up with examples that the kids have actually lived through. Um, And it's really great to hear, you know, them make the connection between their thoughts, their feelings, and their actions, and how those are all connected. And how, you know, if, if there's been a really awful situation, you might think to yourself something like, you know, things are never going to get better. I don't deserve nice things mm-hmm. um, going to their feel. Maybe they feel sad. They feel angry. They feel upset. And their actions, um, you know, could be like, I don't know, lashing out at somebody or punching a hole in the wall, mm-hmm. um, making the connection for that kid for making that connection with the kids for me was like the biggest, that was like when I really saw the light bulbs go off for them. Like, okay, yeah these things are all connected and I'm in control of, you know, my actions, whether that connecting it back to like a prevention point of view, like just because you're upset, just because you might be feeling really down, doesn't mean you need to use substances to cope or, um, you know, turn to those unhealthy coping strategies. Mm -hmm. Um, and then also giving them a list of healthy coping strategies, um, that they can turn to, including talking to me or the other adults in the group if needed. Um, it it seems like it's been really, really powerful for the kids to, and kind of like empowering for them to, um, you know, make the connection that they are in control, um, of their, of their lives more than they, more than they might think they've been out of control with many different things in their life, but giving them some of that power back, like you can control your actions. 
Um, and you can control, you know, the things that you say and do, even if you're having a bad day, even if you've been through a really crappy situation, um, it doesn't mean, you know, you need to do something that you're going to regret. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things that we haven't talked much about yet on this podcast in general um, is getting to the stage. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> That's all right. One of the things we haven't talked much about on this podcast is when you get to the stage where you're starting to recognize that there actually is some drug use or some alcohol use. Um, and uh, you have this program called Teen Intervene, um, where you start to recognize the early stages and and step in. Can you talk a little bit about that program? Because I think it's a lot different than, like I said, other things that we've talked about um, here in this conversation and on the podcast as a whole. Yeah. Teen Intervene is um, a one-on-one, like, brief early intervention program for students, um, mostly for, like, middle school and high school students. And um, typically, students are referred to be to take part in Teen Intervene. And what it is, is um, it would be a prevention specialist like myself, um, usually having somewhere between like, maybe three or three to five sessions one on one with a student um, that um, might be struggling with a substance. So um, the student could be referred by a parent by a teacher, by a counselor. Um, the student can even refer themselves if they'd like to, if they're, you know, personally struggling with something and then they, they want to address it. Um, and it's about, you know, 45 minutes to an hour long sessions with these kids kind of going through this program where they kind of learn their reasoning for maybe why they got into whatever substance they're using. Maybe it was peer pressure. Maybe it was to, um, they thought it would help relieve stress. Um, and kind of again, giving them alternatives of healthier things they can do um, and letting them, you know, educating them on why it's unhealthy to use these substances, especially uh, as as a means to like cope with things. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have found that, you know, most of the kids that take part in this program are really, really open and honest. And, um, you know, when you really show them, like break it down, like, okay, I understand that you were really stressed out that day and you wanted to, you know, vape or do whatever to take the Mm -hmm. edge off. Um, That's not the healthy way to do it. You know, Mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're not actually solving the, you're not actually addressing the root of your stress. You're kind of, Mm -hmm. you're kind of just masking it. So I think for the the kids, like just talking is really important, makes a really big difference. Um, And also just, you know, coming at it from like a really non-judgmental Mm-hmm. you, you know, I'm not mad at you that you, that you, you know, vaped or whatever. Like it's, I understand kids experiment with, with things, you know, as they grow up, but we got to mm-hmm. show you that that's not healthy. Um, there's better ways to cope with stress and there's, there's different strategies you can use. If you feel pressure to use those substances, um, there's some strategies you can use to kind of not get wrapped up in that stuff. Yeah. And I've had really good results with kids with, with the teen intervene program. That's great. Yeah, because it's um, it sounds like, you know, the educational approach, the sort of like a lot of students at that age do feel judged. Right. They do feel like they shouldn't be exploring or experimenting. And yet everything inside of them is saying, I want to explore, I want to experiment. Um, And approaching that from an educational perspective sounds um, like it could really produce some healthy and constructive conversations. Definitely. And, 
you know, a lot of kids, um, with peer, I mean, peer pressure is one way that kids get exposed to this stuff. Maybe their friends are using or dabbling in things, but a lot of kids have also been exposed to this stuff at home, whether Mm -hmm. it's alcohol, whether it's, you know, smoking weed, whether it's drinking. Um, so for many kids, that kind of behavior has been normalized and they need kind of an outside adult to be like, just because the people around you are doing this doesn't mean it's okay for you as, you know, a 13 year old to do. It's not healthy for you and it's not healthy for your brain development. Um, and sometimes they need to hear that from somebody else. And it's kind of like a wake up call. Like this could have permanent, this could do permanent damage to, you yeah, know? Sure. Now, um, I, I want to just, uh, Sorry. <laughs> um, I want to just pivot here for the last part of the the interview and learn a little bit about how you got into the work that you're doing and um, and what you love about, you know, working with uh, people of all ages and in the in the prevention work with CASA. Yeah. Um, so my degree is in psychology and in college, the classes that I really, really found to be the most interesting were, um, you know, the psychology of like addiction or the psychology of, um, you know, like, uh, of even like family dynamics, like that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. I've always been drawn, um, to that kind of thing. And, um, after college, you know, I, I had different jobs working with kids and families and kids who were at risk, um, kids of all different ages. And, um, I had moved to Watkins Glen and this job I saw was available and I was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, working with kids that are at risk, working with kids, uh, dealing with, you know, substance use and misuse. Um, I was like, this is like a really great opportunity. It's kind of everything that I've, that I've been interested in, like wrapped up into one. So, um, that's, it it just kind of happened at the right time. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's been like such a good fit, you know, like everything that I have find interesting, you know, having to do with addiction and, um, even like, you know, some, some, I've taken on somewhat of a counseling role in, in some mm-hmm. ways too. Um, it just worked out really well. And I feel, especially with this school has been a really good fit. This school district has been a really good fit. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. I mean, to, to, to learn about something and, um, find it interesting and, and just have the opportunity right away to be able to just share that, share that information right. because the knowledge that people have around, um, really anything, but this stuff in particular, uh, can be so helpful for their, their long-term success. And I love to hear, you know, that's why you got interested in it. And that's immediately why you're doing that. That's such a great journey. Yeah. Yeah. It worked out really well. It was definitely a big leap for me to like work in, I've never worked in a school before. Um, and I had never had a job working, you know, directly with kids that have, um, you know, used substances, but, um, it worked out really well. (laughs) Well, That's great. Well, Abby, thanks so much for, for talking with me and and being on the podcast. Is there anything else that you want to share any, um, resources out there on the internet that people um, might want to look up if they're doing some research on their own or want to find out more? Um, I mean, the Casa Trinity website has tons of resources. Um, you know, especially for, um, I, I've had a lot of people ask me about like, you know, where can I begin if I wanted to like stop vaping or, or that kind of thing, those kind of, those, sorry, those kind of, um, common things that people get wrapped up in. And if you go to the Casa Trinity website, um, or the Tioga County, um, ASAP coalition website, there are tons of resources of where you can get started, just different numbers you can text, different websites you can go to. 
Um, so my advice is to just check out the website. Um, and there's, that's, that's a good place to get started. And then you can kind of navigate, um, you know, where you want to go from there and depending on what you need. Yeah. And that's a good point. That makes me think, you know, if, if someone feels more comfortable making a phone call, uh, doing their own research on a website, texting, using an app, whatever it is, exactly. there, there are all different ways to access the support. So thank Absolutely. you for sharing that. Yeah. And especially for like the kids, like hi, I've noticed like high schoolers that are really comfortable texting on the, like on different apps and stuff, all of that stuff is available um, when it comes to, you know, like quitting substances, there's an app, there's a text line for everything. So just check out the website and um, all the information is there. That's great. Well, thanks so much for what you're doing in the community and thanks so much for talking about it um, and, uh, and sharing it here. Thank you very much for having me. This podcast was produced by Creagent Marketing and hosted by me, Sean Lukasik. It's made possible by Casa Trinity. Thank you for listening. And for more information, visit casa-trinity.org.